it's the action. Point no relaxing. Straight from off the rails with your host, Mr. Patrick. Show we attack, then defend and react. Calculate the damage, then resolve in a snap. Facts with this ear and ember blade, leave no witnesses. I just closed the combat chain and we winning this. Listen, this the blaze, we ain't going scar for scar. And I'm feeling like a hero, we ain't going call for card. It's the action. Point no relaxing. Sultry eye contact with our webcams. Yes, yeah, we're all mm, right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like right there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Action Point. Uh, My name is Patrick Shaw. I am the host here. It is nine o'clock at night. I have a peach monster. It's it's happening just like that. Uh, so uh, what what brings us all together here? It is a special day here at Off the Rails TCG because we're celebrating World's Weekend. We're doing that with a two part special of the Action Point. That's right. Why are we doing this? Because this afternoon, the day we are recording this, uh, this James White ha- had his keynote speech and dropped some 2024 organized play bombs and heavy hitter reveal bombs. Uh, and I really liked what I had planned, and instead of uh, just completely throwing it out, I talked with my hands, you sons of bitches. Um, <laughs> uh, so I really liked what we were doing, uh, so we're going to do both talking about heavy hitters and stuff, and then do the fun stuff afterwards. I've locked everyone in their respective cages, and I will not let them out until I stop recording. Uh, so who do we got with us this week? You're a bud. I'm a bud. We're all buds. It's a buds takeover today as everyone here spends too much time on the Fresh and Buds Discord server. So let's meet the panel. (laughs) All right. First, he is a member of the Table Pit and host of the uh, Table Pit Fight Night Halftime, which I was just recently uh, featured on uh, as a guest there. And I had a great time. So good that I was like, I need to get him on my show now. And here he is. Will Knuckle. Knuckle? Knuckle. Knuckles with an S. Excellent. Welcome to the action point. Thank you for uh, having me. TCG. Uh, next up, he is the host of the Fresh and Buds podcast, the, the cultivator of the community, is Tommy Fresh. Tommy, welcome back to the action point. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming I had on. a free night, so. I, I appreciate <laughs> you using it to uh, hang out with us. All right. Next up, he is... He is the co- co-host of the Bud Rush Bells podcast, along with Tommy, Mr. Viz himself. Gary, welcome to the Action Point. How's it going, Patrick? Good to good to see you. And I, I'm really happy to see you, but, you know, the co-host of this, I can't believe you really brought down the production, bringing Thomas on, so. You know, it's it's all know. about the lowest common denominator here yeah. at the Action Point. And <laughs> the low bar is Tommy Louis. Let's all bring it down. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, he is the most important person in Fab Podcast Editing, it is Darth Prentice himself, Greg. Greg, welcome to the Action Point. Thank you, Patrick. So happy to be Woo. here. It is, it is truly a pleasure to get your face out and onto my onto my screen and onto the screens mm. of our, our audiences. Uh, hopeful, Bask in the face, everybody. Hopefully, uh, once this is out, it will be sounding good in your ears that's what i'm really that's my end goal no matter what else happens quality wise as long as you're okay with it it's gonna be (laughs) all right let's talk about how the first part of this episode goes the way this episode works is this each panelist will have up to 90 seconds to spit their hot takes on the topic at hand 
And I'll cut them off if they go to time and go to the next person. After everyone's gone, we'll have a chance for rebuttals before moving on. I'll choose a winner of each question based on what I think is uh, the best answer given. After all the questions are answered, the panelist with the most points wins the show and gets a two-minute platform to say whatever they like within that time before we close up shop. All right, is everybody ready to spit some hot takes? All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Just ready yeah. to yell at everybody, you know? Yeah. That's what, really what today is all about. <laughs> Get fired up. This your fight. All right. Um, first question. The 2024 organized play schedule uh, just came out. Uh, $1.5 million in prize support. Three draft sets. Uh, we know of two ProQuest seasons, a road to national season. Nats announced for June, two Pro Tours, which we know the locations of both of them. Los Angeles and Pro Tour number five isn't going to be in Amsterdam, <clears throat> as well as uh, Worlds and skirmishes and just everything else. The entire 2024 play circuit schedule was basically laid out in front of us, um, as well as 18 callings up from 11. Are they now where we wanted Fab organized play to be? Will start. Oh, off. Frick. Uh, so, okay. Here's what I want out of Fab's OP. I want one big event calling or higher on the East Coast. That's me being selfish. Uh, and there's no way that's not happening with all the stuff that they're announcing. Unselfishly, I would love to have a big event that size, uh, you know, I want I want it to be reasonably accessible to every community of flesh and blood. I want everyone to be able to access that. I think that is maybe the biggest goal that they should go for. Um, and I I I feel like that's that's basically announced. Like they they're doing that. Uh, next year we're also getting three major international events and a draft set for each of them. Uh, in interviews that I can't cite right now. Uh, they've said that they wanted like, you know, roughly like imagine four draftable sets a year, like one per quarter. That sounds great. In late 2021, I said, if they keep up with what they're doing uh, by 2023, that they will be like at that level. Uh, but now I can say that in 2025, that it's going to happen in 2025 because I'm, I'm not going to be blindly optimistic uh, like when I was uh, back at Tales of Ario, but because in 2024, it looks like they are taking the next logical step they need to take to be primed to be absolutely perfect in 25. I'd put them at 85% of the way there uh, to what I hoped Fab OP would look like, but I expect, but looking at it right now, I feel like they are ahead of where I expected them to be right now. And you're cut off. Excellent. Thank you, Will. Next up, uh, Tommy. What were we thinking about the OP schedule? Oh, man, this is a huge, huge announcement. I think that we can all safely say that a second Pro Tour, you know, back to the original form that we saw initially with two Pro Tours in a year is welcome. I think we're at that level now. Heavy hitters needs to be the huge set that we need it to be to really kick off that year. And I think that is where this kind of big idea of an op system really hinges on right because we need it right because bright lights i i believe was a little bit of a down down not downside but like a down moment for flesh and blood and it's also a pretty uh busy time right now worlds 
we will see how much it is affected by. Obviously, I don't know when this is coming out. And it was crazy how crazy Worlds was. And uh, I think this is a good thing. Uh, 18 callings next year. I heard 50 battle hardens. That is crazy. That's almost one battle harden a week. And I worry that it might be too much. I will say that because that is a lot of tournaments. And, you know, hey, listen. Uh, Brody Spurlock and Michael Fane can only travel so much. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. Your time is up. Gary, what do you got? How's it going? Yeah. So, th- I want to touch on that 50 Battle Hardens comment there. Yeah, that's huge. Um, it's, you know, it's so many events. Um, I think it's going to be great for those who are, get, like, I recently was a judge at the Calling Dallas. And I've been learning a lot about what that what that looks like. And honestly, like staffing 50 events is going to be a a bit of a a bit of an undertaking. Um, But luckily, level ones have to work two events in a calendar year in order to advance. So I think that their goal of working towards a more consistent OP program is really working out. Um, Again, they need to have the staff to kind of manage those events. Um, I'm really excited because, you know, we we're getting a battle hardened locally in Philly. Uh, I know you're getting, there's getting going to be one up in Connecticut, uh, in February. So yeah, I'm really excited. I am not really a competitor much anymore. You know, I go more to hang out. Um, and I hope to do a lot more, you know, judging and, and seeing what that looks like. But I think the OP is going to be fantastic. And, and will funny enough, we, you know, at the, at Dallas, you know, we ran a round the table event. We did like a team, we did a team sealed event side event. So things are really, things are really widening up. I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, you know, the new set, we don't want to get too far into it, but ultimate pit fight draft. I, I'm so excited. Like I, you know, I, I'm going to strongly disagree with Thomas and say bright lights was a down because I love bright lights. I love bright lights with all of my bright little heart. So. Uh, you do bring up a good point. Uh, before I get back to that, let's get uh, Greg, your input and insight on to 2024. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm super fab dad in terms. probably really happy with how 2024 works and i know i certainly am excellent excellent efficient use of your time as well i appreciate that uh tommy i just want to touch back on your uh low point in inflation bright lights is that is it the eight teclos thing or you know it's very polarizing this draft set right now 
so I, I I understand how it came across. I I'm not as down on the set in terms of an enjoyment uh, factor. I guess mm-hmm, is the best mm-hmm. way to say it. I think that maybe it is, and this is just this is not just me. This is talking to a lot of people in the community. They feel that maybe it was the wrong time for it. Right, mm-hmm. coming out of the last supplemental set that we've ever will most likely ever see. Right which also did not support a lot of the heroes, right? We only got the support for the good ones. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> Spicy. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> but, but, but Bright Lights was, was kind of in this section. Like, if you don't like Mechanologist, it's really not a great set. And if you didn't like Angels and Demons, that wasn't a great set for you either. And I think maybe... Maybe it's possible that we might overestimate the amount of people that want to play limited, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I love limited and I enjoy bright lights draft. I think it's great, but I think heavy hitters, the return of form will be a nice little bounce back. And that's what I hope for. Right. You know, mm-hmm, health of the mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. is at armories and, and people, right. you know, wanting to play the newest set. So and I got to, I got to cut you off for the health of the conversation. Right. Does anyone have <laughs> something quick to, to add to that or else we'll move on? Yeah, moving on. All right. The Heavy Hitters trailer premiered as the Collective Fab community simultaneously splooshed the seat wherever they were sitting. Hours after the announcement, folks are still howling at the moon and humping the air with the reveal of Big Sword Mommy herself, Kasai. Kasai gets an adult hero. If you're thirsty, just let it out. Uh, But otherwise, what is your initial reaction to Kasai of the Golden Sands? Tommy, start us off with that one. I love the design, right? I think this is something that a lot of people have been waiting for, right? I saw Logan Peterson was basically in tears. A lot of crying. A lot of crying going on. A lot of crying. Maybe a little bit too much. But that's (laughs) for everybody else to decide. Uh, But this is a huge moment, I think, for Warrior fans and Kasai fans and shows a lot of promise for heavy hitters i love the design i love what they're going for i just want to play with gold tokens gold tokens are so good right they are really way better than you think right so i'm super excited to see how it plays out i think this is a great way to get people hyped would have liked to have seen some more brute stuff but i get it they save the best they 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 save the best stuff for last i mean we saw with leviah uh, redeemed right that was like the big last day of of spoilers so we're gonna see some huge brute stuff i hope and yeah kasai is very hype and i'm i'm super excited and i want to play her too so i wouldn't say i splooshed anything you splooshed very excited. <laughs> gary did you sploosh no but you know what i did think about i did think about how viscerai could be from volcor <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, then he splooshed. No, no, no. But um, no, I'm really excited because you know we have a few locals who really love, really love Kasai. Um, I think more heroes in you know these re- these redundant classes that people love, like Warrior. Um, we have some, you know, we have Dory, we have Dory Quicksilver, we have Kasai, we have Bolton. Um, and just giving more flexibility to these really old, the older classes is really great. Um, I. I'm really still upset that the uh, the old hero, the adult heroes are Majestics. I think that that is a huge, huge miss. And I know that it's, you know, I've played card games for a long time. I know that they're like, they, they're trying something for a few sets and they're probably going to pull it back eventually when they have the bandwidth to be able to like enact that when they get the company feed, the, the com- community feedback. But I would say that's my biggest, like, I know we're getting Marvels. I saw that. That was really cool. But like, 
if they continue to do this, it will be more frustrating to me than if it's then like them not printing a, a Blitz Visceride in 19 months after he's LL'd. And I never forget. <laughs> very well, very well. Uh, Greg, uh, adult Kasai. I mean, yeah, adult Kasai. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, it just, it just triggers this like Pavlovic response in my brain from when I like watched the mummy as a young man and like started to understand what it was like to be attracted to women. Um, because it just gives me Rachel Weiss energy from that movie. Um, and, I was at yeah. Brendan Fraser, but yes, Rachel Weiss. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> certainly, like everybody in the Mummy awakened me or awakened me, awakened me. Um, and now I'm so flustered I can't even speak. But the point. Stop is, thinking about the Mummy, Greg. Uh, <laughs> dude, I can't, dude. It's Imhotep. Um, the the Marvels look incredible. At like LSS has been pretty consistent with that. The artists that they hire, the way they. Uh, just make those look like those look so obscenely good. Like I've maybe played three games of Kasai in the two and change years that I've been playing this game. And I would, I want to get actively prints of the new young and old Kasai. Cause they just look so obscenely good. Uh, we were talking to the buds discord. I don't know anything about how to understand uh, Kasai's hero ability. Uh, it seems crazy. I'm going to have to spend a while thinking about it, but uh, it'll probably be awesome. And I'm happy for Logan and I'm happy for Elaine. I'll be honest. I lost track of that <laughs> and I started it. Uh, Heck yeah. <laughs> so I was going for it. You ended this is fine. This is great. Fantastic for me. Uh, Will, your thoughts on Kasai of the Golden Sands? So, not to break any hearts, but if this game was just blank cards with rules and numbers on them, I would continue to play this game absolutely into the ground. Uh, like, the the big thing is just playing games casually with friends. I just love that, so I'm not simping over her. But what I am simping over is that puzzle of a toolbox, or a uh, text box. Holy frick. Uh... So to to read it quickly, it's if you've drawn a card, your weapons cost one less. Uh, once per turn, banish two red, two yellow from your graveyard. On a hit for a sword, you you get a gold token. There's so much going on here, right? Banishing four cards out of your graveyard. I definitely want to do that every single turn. So you got to get four cards into your graveyard. So the first thing I'm thinking of is like a Cheerios list. Everything costs zero. And you're throwing it all in the bin every turn. Uh, and then also cards that, like, loot from the top of your deck, right? So the card trade-in says when you play this, you can discard a card if you do draw a card, or maybe it's the other way around. That sounds really funny in this. Um, yeah, that's... that's. I'm so interested to see what this hero shakes out to look like, because it's such a... It feels like every hero is just doing something new and unique every time they come out with one. Ah, I love this freaking game. It is really, really good, and the more that I think about her ability, I, uh, <clears throat> I realize that Blood on Her Hands is not unplayable there. It's free lots of times, uh, repeatedly, because you're not breaking courage, because she is courage on a stick, uh, amongst other mm -hmm. things. Um, as, you know, and, uh, you know, as I feel like I'm one of the older uh, members of the fab community. You can see there's a lot of gray happening here, uh, but I'm in my late thirties, but I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm old enough to understand why people are simping, but I'm also, uh, 
old enough to realize that uh, girls with knives aim to kill. So it might be fun while it's happening, but you just realize what you're going to get into and it's dead. That's what's going to happen. So just be careful uh, with your activities with girls with knives. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the next question here. Unless someone, did anyone want to add anything to the Yeah, if you don't mind, Pat, I've got, yeah, go I've got something it. here. Um, like, it's probably not going to work. But the first thing it seems like, at least where, where Greg's lizard brain goes, is I should probably wear Crown of Dominion for the free gold token that I get, right? Mm -hmm. But Kasai's hero ability is also banishing the cards from your graveyard, which is just regicide stonks for Arachne. And sooner or later, that's going to get dangerous enough that mm -hmm. Taylor Morrow is going to win a calling somewhere <laughs> on Arachne doing that. So, like, again, I'm way too smooth-brained to, like, figure out how to do it like william said like what is going on with this text box how does this hero actually work and certainly when we actually get the set things will make more sense but yeah it just makes me afraid to play iraq anymore so sure sure i know day day one kasai i'm i'm high on high striker so that's where i'm at or you really have to go into the dregs of everfest uh <laughs> the, and it's the like, oh my one, god right? look at look it's at them all generating one, right? not enough copper gary not <laughs> enough copper one. on that. not one. enough resources if you play in the red <laughs> all right <laughs> Uh, Kasai's <laughs> specialization introduces Cell Sword Allies. We have new keywords in Wager and Clash, and heavy reliance on, the, at the very least, gold. A game known for its degrading game state model, we're saying, right, start with a greater board state and diminish over time, uh, as well as low variance. Uh, seem to continue to introduce concepts that break those rules. Is Fab risking losing some of its identity that's separated from the TCG pack with these these introductions? Greg, I'm going to start off the conversation. No, I don't think they're losing their identity at all. I think with every game, and really with most things in general, you create a set of rules to limit yourself and then you spend the rest of the time figuring out how you can bend and or get around those rules that you made to make things interesting so i think that's uh what they're doing they're really just leaning into like how can we make things more interesting and honestly offer more decision points for players like wager specifically is the thing that i'm the most well honestly and clash as well but wager particularly is my speed because the idea of looking my opponent in the eye and saying yeah i'm gonna wager uh for a vigor token or for a gold token with you and then they have to like on top of the fact that i could they have to do the mental math and f try and soul read me if i've got a pummel in my pocket right or whether i'm just happy to see them and then they also have to anticipate all of the other stuff that could happen it's it just it's just such an interesting dynamic that i think can really benefit some players and honestly probably benefit less experienced players almost as much as experienced players because if somebody is really trying to think about how somebody's going to play something but it's literally just somebody like me that's like yeah i'm going to wager every single time whether i've got it or not because it's fun and we're going to see what the hell happens somebody like uh, michael hamilton is going to be trying to like figure out what i'm trying to do what i could have and then i'm just going to be laughing at the end while they make a gold token um will uh fab identity what are your thoughts uh okay so um so fab's identity the concept of the like 
uh, I think you put it, degrading uh, game state. Um, it's kind of true. It's actually not very true. Board presence has been in the game since Seismic Surges and Quicken Tokens. Uh, a little bit of board state is expected in every class. Guardians, deck size is their board state because they have this thing there that's about twice as tall as your deck and it says, beat me, I dare you, right? It's just sitting there. Um, and so I don't, I don't think adding a little bit of board state to every class actually is a problem because I feel like at this point, most classes do have it a little bit. As for low variance, because Fab is very low variance compared to a lot of other card games, Wager, Clash, and Gold Tokens are all pretty high variance. You don't know what you're drawing with Gold Tokens. You don't know what you're getting off the top of your deck with Clash. And you don't know if the attack's going to hit with Wager. Now, if you've intimidated four cards out of their hand, it better heckin' hit, or I'm going to get mad. But you, you don't 100% know. You don't always know. And so... I don't know. I feel like it's not much different than it has been. That's fair. That's fair. You're wrong. That's fine. no. <laughs> sure. All right. No, no, no. So I. So for clarification's mm -hmm. sake, right? Uh, so degrading board state. We talked about yeah. Uh, so auras, uh, tokens that last a turn. Uh, agreed. Uh, I get. I get my. Uh, my perspective more on permanence that stay on the board and you're building a board state over time, namely illusionists right now. But, uh, you know, so with the, at, with the addition of the cell swords, you know, have another class with additional permanence on, on the board, Tommy, uh, I'm taking up <laughs> your time. What do you, uh, what do you got for us? Well, I actually enjoy this kind of addition to the warrior class specifically. And I've talked about it, uh, not at nauseum, but I, I have talked about it before that, I think that the the weapon matters is great for Warrior, but it can't be the entire identity because we've seen it with Dorinthia. Sure, Dorinthia is really cool and can definitely win games, very powerful, but it has a ceiling, right? And then Bolton, they tried to do the attack action thing with Bolton that still mattered with the weapon and, and, and the different things they could do, and certainly very powerful. We saw a combo deck come out of it. I think this is a great way to increase the kind of overall picture that warrior is and and i i like the addition here because warriors you know maybe need some sort of an army right to to be able to com combat something and like that's like the top down design right like a warrior of course would have other warriors fighting with them right it makes a lot of sense i mean i would i was surprised we didn't see it in dust till dawn because that was a very war themed thing but we're seeing it now and i i enjoy the addition here and i don't think it's going to lose the identity because guess what they're going to have to take risks. We saw it with Bright Lights. They took a huge risk there. And that's great because that means that they're willing to do that to try to make the game a better thing. And I, I really enjoy the fact that they're taking some more shots here. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for that. Gary, your addition to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, I will take any amount of allies on the battlefield because Mavrian Skies is the best card in the game. Um, <laughs> so I will take any opportunity for for a player to say, oh, look, I have a bodyguard and I'll say, OK, on hit, make three. Um, <laughs> so I'm really happy to see this because, you know, I, I think I think for Kasai thematically, I love what Tommy was saying about this top down design because she is a leader of of the Centauri. And so this is very much like she is, she is the queen, you know, so she would have her warriors beside her. Um, I, 
I do agree with like the de- the the degrading board state kind of thing. Um, and we see the kind of how powerful passive power is when you think of you know OTK strategies. Uh, I won't mention which hero has one of those, but there's there's a lot you can there's a lot of value in persistence. Um, and I I think that there's so the variant to the variance level. I actually really like this because when you think about wager and you think about this is it going to hit kind of thing, any ability that requires your opponent to block is taking cards out of their hand. I know Tommy's thinking swing big with this kind of, with this kind of mentality, right? Cause if you think swing big two for eight on not hit, you make a quick in, right? So a swing big is really just a wager um, that if it doesn't hit, they get a quick in. Um, and then your opponent on that turn just has to decide how big should I swing? Swing super big. Is yeah, always the right answer there. Excellent. Thank you very much similar. for that. All right. Uh, before we go on to the next one, does anyone have anything they'd like to can add to that? I don't want. I do it. actually. Go for it. I had a thought that I really like the idea of wager because it is expanding on. I mean, what we've seen with like swing big is like oh, you, maybe you really want this mm-hmm. quick and Dogen, especially one of my new favorite cards that keeps growing on me every time I play one is intoxicating shot from. Uh, this last set, Bright Lights, the expansion slot for Riptide, where, hey, listen, take it. See what happens. You know, you can get some benefits, but it could bite you in the butt. So I really like that direction that they're going. This is a great design space uh, for for them to kind of explore. It does make me wonder about uh, uh, Guardian being added into this mix of uh, like warriors and, and brutes have that inherent, you know, kind of gamble mindset. Will they, won't they, whether it's, you know, get the card they hit or play the reaction. Right. Uh, and then all of a sudden now guardian, you know, which is, you know, blues go bonk, uh, you know, consistent is now also wagering, you know, what is, what does that look like with a high variance model? It's, it's uh it could be scary. It could be very, scary. I think they'll, I, I, my guess is they will not, go for variants because we have a very strong local bravo dimitri um i know tommy knows him um and he refuses to play cards that block for two he will he's very much like mm-hmm. no we're not playing this we're not branching out um it has to be very tested like when the round the table product came out he was mm-hmm. like there's only i would only consider one of these cards if it was blue and it's there it's not blue so we're not we're not changing the list, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I, I, my, my guess is that guardian won't because their cards are so expensive and they, their whole game plan does rely on that consistency. Mono blue deck. Yeah. Mono that's, blue. A, that's the dream. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. Uh, la- the last one for part one, uh, this th- on the OP cal- uh, poster, there was this uh, face, on it there's this i I said the i call him the mr regular boy's haircut it's just the blonde side part you really just want to punch him who is that and what do you think he he does uh we start off with gary go gary start us us off well here's my take this guy looks really i think this this guy looks really cool you know i wouldn't want to punch this guy he he looks like he's got a lot of things going on. He's got a lot of hobbies, you know, a lot of chill, chill friends. I mean, he's got this guy's this guy's flipping a coin, right? I mean, who would want to punch this guy? He's got a million and a half. He's got a million and a half. You're going to punch this guy or are you going to rob him? Why are you going to 
You want to if he's got if he's got a million and a half, you're gonna be his friend, you know? I mean, I wouldn't go to his barber, but like you know <laughs> I mean I, this this, oh this guy, I mean he's got salt like I don't know the I don't know how strong, you know, like metal density wise gold armor is. Probably soft. You know, you probably could get a good punch in there and it would crunch. But um I mean I, he, he might be losing a lot of bets, but I mean he's this guy's pretty cool. You know, I mean, he, he look, he's he's smug, he's smug, but he's pretty cool. That's my take. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Craig, what do you what do you think of this guy? This dude has invested heavily into multiple crypto. Hundred percent, hundred percent. This this dude's. If I swear to God, if this guy's name isn't Chaz or Chad, LSS has really missed the mark on this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything that's not, uh, alarmingly rude to say about old Chaz here. Uh, this dude went to Dartmouth because his dad yeah. went to Dartmouth. Um, okay, Gossip Girl. Yeah, basically. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the dude <laughs> definitely was in Gossip Girl. I don't it's not Chad Michael Murray was that actor, right? Am I confusing one tree? No, nope, that is Chase, Chad Chase Crawford. Oh, Chase yeah. Crawford. That's this guy. We're doing a rewatch. That's this. XO XO, I see by time. Yeah. Thank you very much, Will. Uh this is Adult Bravant. So, yeah, look at the armor. This is clearly a new guardian and I'm going to love rubbing his cocky smug face into my opponents at armory when i when i when he says when he says pay zero give your next uh attack dominate or whatever broken thing he says i'm going to take the hero card because it's an activated ability and slide it all the way onto their playmat so that they know exactly what's going on all right unrelated though if we get a guardian brute hero card like a dual class hero card that's guardian brute i quit all other classes there's no there's none more that's all i'm gonna play guardian brute that's it that's all i'm gonna play or at least till we get ice back again that's yeah. fair that's fair excellent tommy well my thoughts here are gonna feel a little awkward after after both greg and gary really dumped on this guy <laughs> because, because... he's handsome <laughs> i'd hang out with him why not I, like I thought dad. it was Dagan White. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm really happy that they finally made Dagan into a card. The Zookeepers, was, that's what it's going to be called. Oh. You know, look at that blonde, beautiful hair. And it looks like Dagan White if he had, like, uh, did some, like, like, really intense jaw workouts because that thing is, that thing looks really strong. Um, but, uh, yeah, I you know, I got to say, it is it is a guardian. He cares about gold, so uh, <laughs> a guardian of gold. Yeah, so yeah, I don't really like the look it's giving me. Right, I, this is it's this smug fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to diss the artist or anything like that. I know he's supposed to be looking at the gold, but he looks like he's looking at me, which is 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 only one of those paintings. And uh, but <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm yeah, all right. for digging one as a hero. And, uh, you know, I'm glad he's been hitting the gym, the jaw gym. <laughs> it certainly has. This square-jawed motherfucker. All right. 
Uh, that <laughs> is going to wrap us up for part one because uh, we're going to move on to part two really quickly. But I, uh, uh, we do have a winner of the episode. Uh, today's winner is Will. Congratulations. By the skin of your teeth, uh, you pulled it off. So uh, you have two minutes to say, or up to two minutes. You don't have to max it out. Uh, whatever you'd like to say about whatever you want, don't get me off of YouTube. Uh, well, first, to get you off YouTube. No, I'm, 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 uh, all I got to say is I'm very excited about this set. Uh, I love Welcome to Wraith. This definitely feels like it's going to be adjacent right very similar heroes uh i'm excited to play the new guardian cards i'm excited to get more uh blue sixes for guardians uh <laughs> and uh yeah i don't know i that's that's it that's all i want to say is i'm just really excited excellent all right what a slap in the face if there's no blue sixes hey there's got to be one right It'll be majestic. One. Yeah, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a guardian warriors. Yeah, And me who loves guardian playing warriors warrior. is gonna be brooding. <laughs> one thing we didn't touch on is that warriors are getting attacks, like generic warrior attacks. Yeah, yeah, no, they they actually uh, are. Yeah, more than yep, just that's pretty It's a very good point. It um, is. It is. There's only so much time in the day, unfortunately, but that's the beauty of the yeah. format. It leaves so much left to to keep going. All right, that is going to do it for this part of the Action Point. All right, uh, you are watching slash listening to the Action Point. The Action Point theme was written, produced, and performed by Griff. The podcast audio stream is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. Head over to X, formerly Twitter, and follow us at Off The Rails TCG. Then head over to YouTube and subscribe to us there. Don't forget to like, comment, and click the bell notification for the latest OTR content coming out all the time. OTR is a free-to-join Discord. Click the link to join in and be the first to see new content as well as have a hand on how the show is made. Shout out as well to the team, the Tavern Brawlers. Head over to the Brawlers Discord where you can uh, sign up for all sorts of weekly and monthly events for some of your favorite TCGs, including Flesh and Blood and Alpha Clash. And be on the lookout this winter for the second annual tournament of judges. That's going to be uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you, everyone, for again for joining me. And remember, kids. It's more fun when it's off the rails. Good night. It's the action point, no relaxing. Straight from off the rails with your host, Mr. Patrick. Show we attack, then defend and react. Calculate the damage, then resolve in a snap. Facts with this here and ember blade, leave no witnesses. I just close the combat chain and we winning this. Listen, this the blaze, we ain't going scar for scar. And I'm feeling like a hero, we ain't going call for call. It's the action point.